Hey guys, Derek coming at you again for uh, more episodes, installments of the Dose of Hope that's airing every week up here across Alaska that Freedom House is putting on. Uh, Our whole team of staff there interviewing different people throughout the community related to recovery. And so we're going to be airing more of those episodes. And so we have another one for you right now. So enjoy. Are you or maybe a friend or family member struggling with an addiction? Well, you have tuned in to the right radio station today. This is A Dose of Hope, a weekly radio program brought to you by Freedom House, located in Soldatna, Alaska. You can find more information about Freedom House by visiting their website at freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse907.com. Now here's our host for today with his special guest. Hello everybody, my name is Brian McTighe and I am part of the Dose of Hope team down here in Soldatna, Alaska. I work at Freedom House, which is a faith-based long-term recovery home. We have a men's house and a women's house holding 21 residents. If you or somebody you know needs resources on addiction recovery, don't hesitate to give our office a call. Our number is 907-260-3733. And we are excited today to bring you a testimony from Tanner Geyser. Tanner, share with our listeners your personal story of freedom. Hi, um, my name is Tanner Geyser. Um, I was born in Homer, Alaska, um, and I'm 34 years old. Um, I spent the first three years of my life uh, in Homer, and I was raised by my mother and my father uh, for up to the age of three. While I was three... Um, I was kidnapped from my mom for about six months with my older brother Miles and and unfortunately was subjected to a, lots of abuse and there was lots of alcohol and drugs in the home at that age. Um, I don't remember too much of it, but I started remembering things probably maybe four or five years old and my mom moved me and my older brother Miles up to Sterling, Alaska, and my mother, she's always had relationships that were abusive, and nothing was ever stable. Um, At that age, um, I was molested, physically abused, and and, uh, emotionally abused. Um, As far as back as I can remember, I've always been yelled at, and I've always felt worthless and um in our home we didn't have uh, god in our home we didn't have church we didn't have anything that was positive that i can remember um it was uh, the first time i got um my first felony i caught when i was nine years old um I stole money from my parents, and I was giving $100 bills away at school. Um, At that age, I wasn't using alcohol or drugs until I was 12 years old. And by that time, I was running away from home. Um, I was listening to my parents, and I was stealing. Um, That's when I first had my experience with marijuana at the age of 12, and... Alcohol, I was really terrified of it. I couldn't really handle it. And um, 
I didn't really have much experience with that until I was about 14. But at the age of 12, I I got taken away from my family and I was put in state's custody. Um, being a juvenile put in state's custody, it can be avoided if you have parents that are supportive and and you have other options and people in your yeah <laughs> and um you know a little bit nervous uh so at the age of 12 I was taken away and I was in state's custody so I spent 12 years old to 19 locked down in McLaughlin Youth Center I graduated McLaughlin Youth Center with a 4.0 cuz all I had to do was school but being in State's custody, it made me institutionalized, and I didn't know how to act when I got released. When I was released, um, I started doing methamphetamines and alcohol and cocaine, and I guess you name it, I put it in my body. Um, So at 19, not even 30 days after I got out of the juvenile system, I got put in the adult system for minor consuming. Even at that point, I didn't have Christ in my life. And I didn't know God. Um, while I was locked down as a child, I used to pray for God to help me and pray for him to get me out of the situation I was in. But that's all they were, just prayers when I needed help. And I didn't know God. Um, my first experience with uh, God would be when I was 21, um, I was put in adult jail for my first felony charges for drinking and driving and running into a state trooper. Um, at that time, I was shooting methamphetamines daily, um, and I was just wasting my life away. I didn't know how to live, didn't have a job. I just didn't really care. I didn't know how to live. Um, so, being in jail for that felony, I ended up getting five years in jail for for what I did. And during that time, I I prayed, and I at that time I thought I uh, asked Jesus to be and God to be in my heart, but I wasn't sincere, and it was uh, I guess I was lying to myself. But when I got released from prison I was 25 or 26 and I got my first job and I started working and I worked with this uh, Christian family and and it really changed my life I I uh, I went on a mission trip to Bethel and uh, with my employer and I asked Christ in my life in front of this on the mission trip in front of the whole church and it changed my life. I was clean and sober for um, like five years, and and during that time, in that sobriety, um, I felt hope, and I, I felt God. I felt like my life was it was wonderful, but still, I was holding on to those old habits and old friends that just it was the darkness. It was just all around me. Um, and during that time, uh, I had a couple things happen. I had a house fire, and all my animals burned alive in it. And 
I developed a PTSD, so I started hearing dog screams from that traumatic experience. Um, so at that time, I relapsed, and I moved back down to Homer in the middle of the woods so I could uh, go along with my addiction. And I was shooting meth again and um, didn't really care, just being very uh, um, reckless with my life and with the people around me. And at that time, I was in a really unhealthy relationship, and I was in that relationship from 21 years old to 31. And while I was down at home or in the woods using drugs, I I, um, I had an accident. I was messing around with a firearm, and and one night, the uh, messing around with that firearm, the firearm discharged, and it was a single-shot 410, and... It was about two feet away from my foot, my right foot. And when it went off, uh, I blew my middle toe and the one next to it off and um, suffered damage to my middle toe. So they amputated it and they put a pin through the toe next to it. So after I got out of the hospital, I was still using meth. That wasn't enough for me and it wasn't a message. I just kept using drugs. And I developed gangrene, and I almost died. So because of the drug use and because I was not taking care of the wound, um, I almost died. I was almost septic. So because of those consequences, I ended up losing half of my right foot. So, and that was at the age of 26. Wait, sorry. That was at the age of 31. Um... So I've been without my, with my right foot for four years, and it's changed my life significantly. After losing my foot, I, I was still using drugs, and, but I quit messing around with firearms, and I decided to end that relationship that I was in. It took me losing my foot to get to that point. Um, I still prayed to God. I prayed and talked to him, and it was like God was watching over me through those times. I, I should have died. I There was no way I should have lived with that injury, but I ended up living. And after losing my foot, I moved back down here to uh, Soldatna, and I was down here for a couple years, and I ended up getting in trouble again. And it was years that I wasn't in trouble, and it was because I was hanging around with you know, bad people still using drugs and not doing anything with my life. Um, after uh, after using drugs for a while and hanging out with bad people, I, I got in trouble again criminally. So I, um, I caught more felonies. And I never thought I was going to do that again, but that's what ended up happening and ended up saving my life. So about... 14 months ago, I ended up going to jail for uh, theft, for uh, being uh, was possessing stolen merchandise. And, and when I got out on bail, I decided it was a smart idea to cut an ankle monitor off, which turned out to be a horrible decision. But it actually, I'm blessed and it ended up changing my life. While I was in jail, I spent about a year in pre-trial down here in Wildwood Correctional Facility. And I uh, 
while I was in there, um, I got in there November 19th, 2021. Um, when Christmas came around, there's these gift bags that they give prisoners for Christmas. And there was a bag that had hygiene products, some, you know, candy, and a, a card that had some names I recognized on it. It was from Freedom House. And and a couple of the people I recognized because I've known them back when I was using drugs and it gave me hope, the things that they said. And at that point, I was like, I want to go to Freedom House. And I felt like God wanted me to go. So I sat in Wildwood until the next August. Uh, and it took me that long um, to get here. And I made it here. They accepted me. And I came here and my life changed immediately. Um, I started going to church again. I started to build my relationship with God again. I've been reading this word. Um, yeah, here's a wonderful place and it gives, uh, it's just amazing what God does here and and how great things are. As soon as I got out, I started going to college. Um, I finally took care of the things I needed to do to get my disability because of my foot, but I don't let it hold me back. I have I have hope. I'm blessed to be here. There's there's so many lives that are changed and touched by this this uh, this place and the people around it are just amazing. Um, if anybody's out there that's struggling with addiction, feeling lonely, feeling like they're in the darkness, that's dealing with just no hope and feeling like it's the end of the world, it's not the end of the world. There's hope. God's there. You just got to reach out. And and here, people will reach out to you. Just there is always there's always hope. You can make it if you if you just pray to God and open your heart. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about my testimony. Um, where I'm at now, I'm about 14 months sober, and I've never been happier. I'm healthy. I gained 60 pounds. I, uh, uh, the relationships I'm building with people are just amazing. I'm, I'm actually present in my life now instead of just existing. And yeah, so yeah. Amen to that, brother. Yeah, I personally uh, have known Tanner for many years. Um, I met him, I think, back in 2008. Um, originally, we both were in jail. Um, our past crossed again later in life um, in Homer, Alaska, where I too was living in my addiction, um, shooting up drugs and just living in the darkness and in, in, uh, sin. And just to personally, just, uh, just to walk through it, uh, jail is what saved my life also. Um, I, you know, God saved me from myself when I couldn't saved myself and uh, put me in jail and uh, it was around Christmas time and I too received one of those Christmas bags um, and it just sparked just you know hope just reading the testimonies in that that Christmas um, pamphlet that they that they handed out with the bags and uh, and it was just you know for me that was my point of surrender I was so broken physically mentally spiritually um, I just 
I knew that I just didn't have um, much more in me as far as um, life and addiction. And so I hit my knees and I surrendered. I asked God to forgive me of my sins and for Jesus to come into my heart. And and uh, at that moment, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit come upon me like a high that I had never felt before. And And I've done lots of drugs in my life, and this high was unlike anything that that drugs could uh could make you feel it was just such a good peaceful pleasant feeling and um i ended up bailing out of jail shortly after that happened about a couple more months after that happened i was granted bail once again when i shouldn't have been granted bail it was the third time getting out of jail with no money as far as no bail money um just god opened the prison doors for me to and gave me one more chance and uh you know I took it I took it serious this time you know I you know many times in my life I you know those foxhole prayers I prayed to God please Lord if you get me out of this situation if you let me out of jail I promise you I'll never do drugs again and uh this last time I didn't make that promise because I didn't I genuinely didn't want to break another promise to God I told God Lord if you'll give me another chance, I, I will do my best to stay sober and to live a better life and to let your will be the guiding force in my life instead of my will. And so when I was granted bail again, I, I remembered, you know, that answered prayer from God. And uh, I did everything in my power to to stay sober. I got plugged in with, uh, you know, going to meetings, going to church, um, started going on outreaches with Freedom House. Because, I, you know, like I said, when I was in jail, received that Christmas bag from them. And it just, you know, I could just feel the love from it. And so I wanted to to experience more in person uh, that love. And so I started volunteering with outreaches with them. Um, got plugged in with them. Started getting involved with uh, going to like public chapel that they hold um, once a month. And uh, eventually, you know, when I came up, was coming up upon a year of sobriety, um, you know, Jennifer Waller, the director at Freedom House, reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in a position that they just uh, had opened up through in the ministry, Freedom House. And so I applied for it and uh, was accepted and have been working here ever since. And And life has been amazing. I get Today I get the opportunity to work with people like Tanner, that are coming out of the darkness, just like I was, and to get to just help them navigate, you know, through um, the things that I had to navigate through when I first got out, you know, just simple things like just trying to get an ID card, get a birth certificate, social security card, you know, just uh, just those are the, the things that a lot of us face, you know, coming from addiction, you know, we've, most of the time we've lost all of our identification, and so just, uh, you know, just getting those those things back to be able to be a productive member of society again is, is essential, you know, and uh, be able to just um, help them just navigate, you know, with, you know, the tools to stay sober, like, you know, getting them plugged in with um, NA and AA meetings and church and fellowship and, and just, um, you know, just trying to help them... Uh, you know, in that, that direction, you know, and 
of course, all the glory goes to God because without God, none of, um, I know my sobriety wouldn't be possible and I'm sure Tanner's wouldn't be either. Um, and so, yeah, Tanner, I mean, what would you say like was your final point of surrender finally? Was that when you were in jealous last time? Um, yeah, well, my final point of surrender, like, uh, when people talk about a rock bottom, I, I would be, you know, I, there's times in my life where I thought it was my rock bottom, but I actually, I don't know if there is a rock bottom. I guess it just got to the point where I was just tired of living the way I was living. I'm just tired of the negativity. I was tired of not liking myself, not having any joy, not wanting to smile, and just thinking the worst out of everybody and every experience I was going through. Um, like I said, when, when I, when I got that gift, that gift, uh, brochure and I read about, um, some of the people's testimonies and I, uh, it sparked, it sparked something to where I, I, you know, I, I started doing Bible study when I was in jail. I started just praying every single day and, and just, just trying to learn more about God and, and trying to open my mind to it. Um, uh, I I just I just knew that I couldn't live like this anymore. That um, I, I I had no hope. I thought I was you know done. I thought I was just going to be doing years and years in jail. And right now my my situation. I mean I'm still an ankle monitor and it's un um, it's uncertain what is going to happen to me. But um, I'm not really allowing that to affect how I feel anymore because I know that everything does happen for a reason and. God's, he's paving the, the streets for me. I, um, I wanted to also state that, you know, about gun safety. It's, do not play with firearms. Firearms are dangerous, especially if you're under the influence of any drugs. Um, if anybody feels, you know, suicidal, definitely reach out because suicide's huge here in Alaska. And I'm sure a lot of people in addiction, there's lots of overdoses, lots of, Lots of, lots of it. There's like, right? There's, but, but anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, just reach out. Reaching out for help is the hardest thing to do, but, um, you know, pray about it. Pray to God. God, God might not answer your prayers right away, but I don't know. How does that go? Is it like ask, wait, or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, yeah, just tell us a little bit, I guess, um, some more about just what, um, you know, God's done in your life just since you've been here at Freedom House. Like, you know, you mentioned something about um, doing college classes, you know, um, what kind of college classes have you taken? Um, well, um, uh, I've, okay, I guess this goes on with the dream that I've had. Um, after I, uh, the incident with my foot, I'd, I've always loved music. Music is really motivational for me and so I was like oh maybe I'll just go to college so I signed up for college classes as soon as I got here to Freedom House and within a month I got enrolled um I got a recording studio God's blessed me with uh um Freedom House like uh, with donations I was able to get um an, uh, a studio like the, the desk and I was able to get that going for me so I was able to pursue my dream and I've it's been awesome. I've gotten nothing but great grades. I've um, it's for music production, so I can uh, produce my own music. So what my goal is with that is I want to be able to 
Um, I want to do Christian music. I want to do music that's um, that can influence the youth because youth. I mean, I mean, all you having something that motivates you and having a positive influence, something to follow. So I, uh, but yeah, I've been doing that and uh, um, been doing lots of uh, uh, service work. Um, Been going to. Meetings. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, AA meetings and NA meetings. But I've been, I've been doing things for uh, the community and in the community, and and it impacts other people. So it's been great. This has been actually the best Christmas I think I've ever had, and uh, I got that from God, from Freedom House, and the wonderful people in this community. So, yeah. If, if you're interested in coming here, give them a call. They'll uh, they'll help you, help direct you, and it's an awesome journey. And uh, like I said, thankful for God, and I'm thankful for my life now and my sobriety. And I want to give it away for nothing. So. Amen to that, brother. So if, if there was anybody out there listening. Uh, you know, and you had any advice for them, Tanner, if they're struggling with addiction, um, with homelessness, with, you know, just just that darkness. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say to them? Just any words of hope? Yeah. Um, yeah, don't give up. Reach out. I mean, you may feel helpless and you feel down and feel like there's... You know, there's nothing ever, nothing is ever good is going to ever happen again, but it's not true. It will. God's there. You just got to reach out. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, it's been, it's been just powerful to hear your testimony, Tanner, and just to have known you from in the darkness and just to see what God is doing in your life um, since you've come to Freedom House. It's just been amazing to watch you know I know um, just how much God has transformed my life since that point of surrender since I finally surrendered my will and I'm letting him guide my life instead of me guiding my life because we both know that when we're left to our own will and our own ways the choices and the decisions that we make often fail and uh, so God's will is really the only true guiding force that can that can help us live a, a life worth living you know a clean sober life and to be uh just you know the people that god intended us to be you know and so if you're just tuning in we just heard a powerful testimony of addiction and recovery from tanner and if you or somebody you know needs resources or prayer give freedom house office a call at 907-260-3733. Thanks, Brian, and thanks, Tanner, for sharing your testimony today. You've been listening to A Dose of Hope, a weekly radio program brought to you by Freedom House, located in Soldotna, Alaska. You can find more information about Freedom House by visiting their website at freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse907.com. And while you're on that website, would you take a moment and maybe make a donation towards Freedom House so that they can continue 
to do what they do and to help continue this radio program. Again, you can go to freedomhouse907.com and click on the donate button. And when you do, please let us know what radio station you're listening to so we can help track that information. Well, if you are in a situation right now where you need some help uh, with your addictions and how to get out of that, do not hesitate to call Freedom House at 907-260-3733 or visit them online at freedomhouse907.com. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm Tom Steigelman, and I hope you'll tune in next week to this same radio station at this same time for a dose of hope.